Bex. Hi Bex, it's really lovely to see it's you today. It's nice to see you and we're really thrilled to be joined by Catherine Richards-Bryant who's an early education lead from the Reach Children's Hub. Morning Catherine. Good morning. Hello. Hello, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's really exciting to talk to somebody in early years who has a slightly different role, I think, isn't it, Becky? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and we're really looking forward to working with you as well, Catherine. Yeah. It's really great. But Catherine's such an early years advocate, so would you like to tell us a little bit about what your role is, Catherine, and how you came to that role? Sure. So um, my current role, as you said, is early education lead for the REACH Children's Hub. But I, I guess my my journey into early years began before that as an early years teacher. Um, I worked for about four years, mostly in reception, but also in nursery for some of that. And I loved teaching in early years. I thought it was such a great time in a child's educational journey because mostly you get to work with the parents and the family so closely and also the children of course learn so much in that time um and as i was working um i found myself being drawn more and more to working with families and working with parents that's where i found that i was finding my passion more was in those conversations with parents and, and talking to them about their child and how we can support them at home and so i moved into this role at the reach children's hub so I'm no longer teaching full time, but early years are still very much part of what I do and oh, what I love. Once you've been in early years and, and you can understand it, it makes such a difference, isn't it? I oh. think you're. I think you're right there. I think the parents and the families being on, yeah. it, you know, being involved, it's crucial, isn't it? Because they are the, they are the children spend the most time with families, and they're exactly. really really important. So having that having that bond and having that understanding is so so well you you need important. to understand the the context of a child don't you yeah. you need to understand that the wider impact and the wider influences and you need to know their story to understand the child and then how they're going yeah. to learn so yeah it's and it, it's a privilege in early years isn't it that we have that access to families that, that you don't have as the children get older that reduces that, doesn't it yeah and yeah. it gets less and less yeah. and you don't have those and actually under, you're right understanding every single child mm. and their story mm. is is fundamental isn't it in where their journey starts and yeah. where it's going to where it's going to go on to Catherine you mentioned the reach children's hub can you tell yes. us a bit about that how it sort of came about and what it what it aims to achieve sure so um we have developed a cradle to career model in Feltham um this consists of our all through school so um a school that goes from two years old all the way to 18 year olds um, and that's called Reach Academy Feltham and alongside that is the Reach Children's Hub so when the school was set up um, working with families was at the heart of its vision but over time the leaders of the school senior leadership team became aware that an excellent education is necessary but not sufficient for young people to mm, live lives okay. and an opportunity mm. um, so over the last couple of years we've worked really hard on our early years offer um, and that's been in partnership with Save the Children UK and um, we're developing what we're calling an early learning community and I mean I'm preaching to the choir here but <laughs> anyway um, that, that we know from scientific research that a significant amount of a child's brain development happens in those first couple of years and of course those first 1001 days are absolutely critical and um, however poverty can negatively impact on a child's development because of course parental stress parental mental health challenges physical health challenges can often all be increased if a family is living in poverty. So getting it right in the early years is crucial. Um, and so what we've done in our kind of early learning community work is we've, we've kind of split it into three different strands. The first being 
perinatal support, the second being fostering community, um, sort of family support, um, community kind of engagement, and the third part is our early years workforce development, um, which is the role that I do and lead on. Mm, that is amazing. It is amazing. What, what brilliant leadership and insight into actually understanding what is really necessary. I mean, that everywhere. I know. Wow, that's that's a vision, isn't it? That's yeah. what you've needed. Abs- that is a fantastic yeah, that, role. It really is. Catherine, are you aware of that model anywhere else in the country? I mean, for me, I've not come mm. across this before, so it feels quite quite yeah. new. So I think um, the cradle to career model was kind of developed and created with the sort of the leadership team in Felton but so much we've been so inspired by work in lots of other communities and, and I think we, we've created something that's very localized to Felton but mm. work of the Penguin Centre yeah. in Corby has like very much inspired our work and also work in America so like the Harlem Children's Zone was also like very much an inspirational um, place for the leadership team as well so although what we're providing is very kind of localized and specific to Feltham, mm. um, definitely been inspired by so many communities and, and work that's been done. Um, so, yes, very specific to what we're doing, but also uh, very much shared with other other people and other organisations as well. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fascinating, isn't it? We'd, I'd love to come and have a look round, have a visit when, when yeah. the world's a little bit more <laughs> back, back to normal. I know, be, I know, that would be amazing. So your your role, your actual role then, Catherine, as yeah. well. So what does that encompass? What do you do in that role? Sure. So um, we believe that to fulfil our vision and ensure that all children and young people are safe, well supported, healthy, achieve well academically and have strong relationships and social networks, we need to work closely with the early years workforce in Felton. Um, this fact always, even though I know it, always blows my mind, 90% of brain development happens in the first five years of a child's life. And so it's imperative that the education they receive is of the highest quality possible. Mm. Um, but despite this, I mean, this is from a, a Nuffield report a couple of years ago now, so these statistics might have changed slightly, but in 2018, 25% of early years professionals um, had completed a degree. The average wage across the early years workforce was £8.20, which is much lower than the pay across the female mm. workforce, which is £11.37. Um, and then this was even before the recent pandemic, around half of early years professionals were claiming state benefits. So mm. there's a huge amount of work to be done on this. Um, so when I kind of started in this role about two and a half years ago, what I did was started visiting as many early as kind of settings as possible, speaking to managers, asking them about the successes of their work, but also the challenges that they face. Um, and through these conversations, two major themes appeared. So the first being the quality of regular training available yeah. to professionals, mm. particularly those who've been working for several years, and also the challenges of retaining and recruiting mm. staff with a level three. And many managers explained that their staff tended to reach kind of level three ceiling. It became really challenging to offer them new career opportunities um, as well. So kind of using the feedback from these conversations, we decided to create and design an early years workforce pipeline for Felton. Um, and the aim of which is to provide professionals with a clear pipeline of career progression and career development opportunities. So this starts with a level one certificate um, and then award with, um, and that's with in partnership with Hounslow Adult Education. And we've had some of the parents that we've worked with take this course, and that's been really excellent to see that kind of no, parents that we're fantastic. working to take that first step. Yeah. Um, 
and then they could then move on to a level two and then a level three advanced apprenticeship with the with the skills network and then after that um an early years foundation degree that we we uh, are teaching in partnership with Kingston University and, and we're one of the partner colleges for that um, and then after that and um, they could then you know continue if they wish to and do a top up and then go on to do teacher training if they want to but it's you know of course you can jump on and off at any time of the pipeline and then alongside the whole of that is our felt and early years network which I'm really excited that you're both going to be oh, um, taking yeah, part in we're so excited to come and, and meet everybody and sort of you know virtually, see, but yeah, virtually, yeah. <laughs> but it's so nice to meet everybody yes. isn't it and just like sort of be part of it because it's such a brilliant vision and it's so it's so needed for every single early years um professional practitioner out there you know and we say every everybody the minute that they enter early years and are in that arena they are a professional because that's what's needed isn't it and and this is what you've done you you you're building our amazing workforce yeah. app which is oh this is it's so brilliant to hear so do you do you, with the network Catherine do you yeah. do you sort of coordinate that sort of peer support and you know the meet, meetings and you know yeah. CPD those sorts of things is that how it works yeah so the idea really the, the main the main kind of focus of the network is to provide free high quality training to local professionals so um, that that means that they can um, come and join a kind of a training that perhaps wouldn't have been accessible for them otherwise, mm. or you know, experts in, in in the field from a variety of different perspectives to come on a sort of an afternoon. I mean, it's very hard to find a time that works for everybody, sure. and, that, and that is that is always a challenge that we're thinking about and yeah. facing. But but come along access a kind of a high quality training have an opportunity to meet and discuss that with other local professionals and mm. um, obviously trans- transitioning onto zoom has made that slightly harder but we're thinking about that um, and then hopefully then implement these ideas back to their team and in their setting um, mm. so that is the main focus but that real building relationships between their professionals and the settings um, is also equally as important. Yeah, absolutely. It's yes. that community, isn't it? It's, yeah, exactly what we need. Totally. It's those thriving communities and just like making sure that everybody knows that they are really important in the role that they do. And like you say, mm. you know, we always say we've got our hashtag, hashtag brain scientists, mm. because that's what early years do, yeah. isn't mm. it? You know, that, that and, and like you say, 90% of brain development before you're five, you know, our role is crucial and it needs crucial. to be recognised as that, doesn't it? Yeah. Totally. And and the people in it need to understand that this is, this is their role and actually yeah. they are fundamental so yeah so oh it's what a great what a great role and Just, what a great way to go forward absolutely Catherine. Well done. when we were saying you're, you're obviously you know you have a voice in early years Catherine which is it's so important and we need more voices and it, you know from from your perspective is there anything in early years that you you sort of especially celebrate and perhaps what would you say is the biggest challenge for early years Yes, I was thinking about my answer to this question. It's so hard because there's so many things. Um, And I I guess my challenge and my celebration are are, are quite similar. I mean, I I think that um, it's really great that, you know, there's so much research and reports coming out. You know, recent times I'm thinking about the Royal Foundation report that's come Mm. out, the Centre for Social Justice and the Fabian Society at the Earliest Commission last week. And, you know, they're pinpointing the importance of supporting professional development of the earliest professionals. So that's really great that that links with our work thinking and just talking about the earliest funding model and that needs, you know, an overhaul. And, and I would really 
love to see a kind of integrated pipeline of support for families with the continuity of care that would be really mm. like I'd love to see that but to get to that point I mean you, you both have just touched on it for me it's raising the value mm. of the early like for me, I just it blows my mind <laughs> that these statistics that we know and we've been early mm. professionals have been working in for so long yeah. is just not recognized by the wider society mm. as a whole and I find that so frustrating yeah and and it's it's just like we're missing such a trick about investing earlier. Um, it's like it's like the elephant in the room, isn't it? It's like yes. you know we have we see this, we have the research, we understand it. Now, just give us the support and and you exactly. know, it's support the children who are going to be the next generations and support the people who are actually teaching those children. It it like we say, it isn't brain science, no. is it? It's yeah. like actually, you know, that's what you need to do. And so, so you you are doing an amazing role, you know, yeah. to actually sort of bring that forward. And but, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's like we all we all know it, don't we, Catherine? And we we all sort of like Becky said. Sometimes people don't raise this or but is that is that the answer well not necessarily the answer but is that the, the the next step that we just need to raise our voices a bit more is that how we move this forward yes and it's so difficult isn't it because you feel we feel as though we've been doing that but mm. i think but i think mm. there's but i do think that there's so much to be done and i've noticed this so much in the early years foundation degree and i've been teaching this is that the professionals and the students who are on that course so much of the work has been developing their confidence and yeah, their yeah. recognition of the incredible work that they do and I think that that's hard when you're working you know for a long time in the day sure. or you've got lots of other things you're balancing family life you know it can be mm. hard to step back and think wow what I'm doing is incredible yeah, and I yeah. want to share that with everyone yeah. but there is something about really within the workforce really developing um a sense of confidence and recognition and value in the work but you know that needs to then be followed up with an increase of pay yes. career opportunities yeah. you know all of those things need to come together um but it just it just frustrates me so much that yeah. that recognition isn't there it just I, and I just think often within education there's a sort of hierarchy of, of what's important often sort of hierarchy is always leading to the older children yes. mm. and that needs to be balanced out so much more yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah. No. And we just need yeah. yeah we just need more yeah. advocates don't we so yeah. what you're doing is, is brilliant and you are raising that awareness and like you were saying you know with the networks that you're supporting you're creating these communities which will empower they will empower mm. each other won't they to, yeah. to have that sense of confidence and self-belief and self-worth as well and just, and, and, yeah and that, that's what we try to do in Gloucestershire mm. and wider as well and actually say I think you hit the nail on the head there Catherine like it is incredible work isn't it, mm. it what a joy to have this work and it's incredible work let's get this recognized now yeah. understood and have fair pay for everybody as well yeah. you know so. well said Becky oh, thank <laughs> Catherine thank you so much for your time and your insight we could talk for hours oh, actually I'm yeah, absolutely fascinated by everything you're doing over in Feltham so yeah it was thank you so much for joining us where can people if people wanted to just do a bit more research into the, into the hub and about what you're doing have you got a website or have you got any social media Sure. So we have um, the Reach Children's Hub um, website. There is also a Twitter page. I'm currently trying to use Twitter a bit more, so I, I'm going to try and set up a Twitter page. So I, I can give you those details. I can't remember it. Myself. Okay, we can put those on the podcast. Yeah. And as yeah. always, thank you so much, Cathy. And as always, you can find um, me and Bex at www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk. Um, you can tap into all of these podcasts, which are free, and we'd like to say empowering in the early years 
and you can have a look at our online training our projects our, com our thriving community projects that we're doing and all our face-to-face -face training as well so lovely to see everybody today take care thanks everybody bye, bye. bye.